Good evening and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges or TO Triple TB. My name is Greg Dykes and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. If you've been enjoying the series so far, and I sincerely hope you have, you can find out more information on all of the social medias following the handle TO Triple TB Podcast. That's TO Triple TB Podcast. But tonight, our players. Having successfully defeated the goblins waiting in ambush outside, have now got to work out what exactly happened to the Order of the Gauntlet. Where did they go? And what lies in store for them next in the dark and mysterious jungles of Chort? Adventure! Percival Silverlight. As we prepare to leave the fallen camp righteous to continue our expedition into the jungles of Chult, we must make a choice. Should we continue on our way to Yalyark, the goblin village to the west, where we know that the goblin chieftainess there has a control rod? for a mysterious construct once owned by a wizard? Or do we continue south along the river Sotian Star in the hope of finding Undril Silvertusk's Order of the Gauntlet? Indeed, if they are even still alive. Should we postpone one task for another? We must also decide what to do with our goblin captives, Yoka and Gorbag, or, as we have now renamed them, Gimp and Ballbag. Although I do not think we are the type of party to outright murder them, I am also unsure we can trust them, especially as we've now called them Gimp and Ballbag. Adventure. So the discussion, I believe, was between whether or not you guys were heading for Yeldiark or heading south down the river. Well, up up the river, technically, but... Mm-mm. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, maybe, maybe we should talk to Andril, see what she says. Yeah, because... Uh, um, yes? I think that's a good idea, being that her... Um, her, fa- her oh, what would they be called? Her... Friends? Not congregation. Tribe? A tribe. Whatever. Team... What would you call them? <laughs> the flock. Um, uh, organization? I guess, yeah. yeah, her company, yeah. Flock of clerics. Mm. Very good bards, I mean, <laughs> flock of clerics. Well, they're technically they're <laughs> Templars, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, flock of Templars. Yeah. That sounds even better. <laughs> but yeah, as she wanted to... Um, haircut, sorry. ...see if she could find any of her, her company, um, she may want to... Uh, 
carry on down the river. I'm pretty sure she will. When you bring this up with Andrew, she, mm-hmm. she, you know, she will, uh, she will sort of, she will take a deep breath and just say, "It's what I need to do. It's my whole reason for being here in Cholt is to, is to help out the Order of the Gauntlet. If there's, if there's a chance that they survived, I mean." <sighs> Our mission clearly still exists to drive evil, the undead, from these lands. That that has not changed, even if any all of them are dead. But if some of them are alive, it's it's my duty to help them. Uh, uh and Andril, did you see any other like you know, like tracks as in zombies or anything going after them? Not that I can tell. But the rain is starting to mess with some of the some of the tracks. All I know for sure is that I can see there there were hold on. And she turns and looks to the goblins. They 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 saw them escape. What do they know? Uh, you ugly. Where did they Percival, go? Percival, that's not a way to get any answers. He doesn't understand me as a goblin. Oi! What are you calling ugly? <laughs> Hang on, he speaks common. You're not so pretty yourself, you know. Oh, Tasty and pale. Percival, you might have some <laughs> skills, but I don't think speaking to people is always your um, your best asset um, with um, how to come across not rude. I have you know, I'm the life of any party. You may well be, but I think democracy is not necessarily your your um, your strongest strong, strong suit. Yes, um, <laughs> Rana. It's no need to agree <laughs> with her, Rana. <laughs> mm. I, uh, uh, I was kind of joking about their response there. Obviously, yeah, they they have no idea what you said in their yeah. in their direction. Oh, are you okay. are you asking <laughs> them what what happened or Rana? Uh, would you be able to um, translate for me um, all these exact words? Um, but it's something that makes sense to them. Um, so we come across reasonable, and um, and then if that doesn't work, we'll we'll say it louder and more angry <laughs> until they until we get what we want. I've um, <laughs> I've I've heard of a um, of a of a famous adventurer that goes around, and he tends to get what he wants if he asks yes. first, and then if they don't give it, he shouts the same words but louder, um, and eventually it all works. Yes. So I, I, I name Percy? <laughs> British tourist. Was his name Percy? <laughs> <laughs> Percy Bauer. <laughs> um, I'd like a cup of tea, please. I'd like a cup of tea. <laughs> tea, tea, you foreign idiot. Don't you understand the Queen's English? Rana, if we can um, try and talk to them, and um, if we um, say to them, at the moment, we don't mean them harm, make sure it says at the moment, um, ask them... Um, can you ask them to tell us any information? Um, maybe we can offer them some food or something um, to make them talk. I'm assuming they might be hungry by now. Rana nods, um, then turns to the goblins. You, ball bag, shut your face and tell me what I need to know. <laughs> and in Goblin, he hooks he hooks a thumb um, at Siliqui and he says... In Goblin, obviously, so Tilikwi can't stand. Of course. The yep. woman who talks a lot says, where did, uh, where did boats go? You say they went to the south? She says I should be nice to you, but if you lie, I will eat you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> he, 
the goblin takes a does take a pause, um, as if to basically gauge whether you actually would eat him, and says, Wait, "When, when the undead attacked, they killed everything that they could get their hands on, destroyed that building, and he nods up towards where the shrine was, terrorized that Templar in the." And he uses the word for latrine, and just <laughs> cornered as many as many of the silly men as they could. When the boats left, they headed south. But well, the undead, while they can enter the river, they can't exactly swim. They don't seem to be particularly—I don't know—eager to follow them. The boats outstripped the undead, and they lost interest fairly quickly. Okay. Yeah. Rana turns to Siliquid and says Goblins say undead chase them into the water they paddle south in the canoes uh, in the boats uh, and the undead who could not swim could not follow and so wandered off but they confirmed that they travelled south Okay, th- uh, thank you very much Rana um, can you ask him as well when they left how many um of the people who were left who were alive who were, um, were not undead so all uh, um, Andrew's company uh, how many of them roughly does he think may have been left yeah. uh, who's, who escaped who's still alive who, and, who, you know. who escaped who yes. escaped yes Percy yes. Percy why are you listening to our conversation <laughs> I did tell you to shush <laughs> I'm stood right here <laughs> you're talking over me once again Rana turns to the uh turns to the goblins and he says uh, how many escaped how many escaped in the boats the goblins have a bit of a bit of back and forth between each other they keep doing that thing where they just they hold up all of their hands um, with, <laughs> well, I say all of their all of their fingers because obviously you guys have bound their hands together but they keep sort of like putting up their hands going oh, it's definitely this much I oh, know it's more like this much and they're like trying to like widen their hands but it's just it's not really possible at the angle they're at okay um, Rana R- Rana holds up one finger in front of the goblin and points at the finger mm-hmm. says one as a question N- more than one okay Rana holds up five fingers and says five and then points at the people to count five in front of him right they say more mm-hmm. okay Rana feels at this point that he's already bored of this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, because he, again, he, goblins' Rana, intelligence Rana, is not very high. <laughs> Rana, Rana isn't particularly intelligent himself and doesn't like goblins. Um, so hmm. this conversation has gone as as far as he he really wants it to. So um, just terrible. Rana turns back. Rana, Rana turns back to everyone and says goblin cannot count more than five and holds up five fingers and says says more than five but cannot give a number did any of them uh, look like they've been bitten or um were you know uh, badly injured um just to see if they had turned or if they I, had is that how it I works in D? <laughs> I, I think they they only turn once they're dead <laughs> okay but they need, so they need to be bit first not necessarily. Okay. In D&D, there are many different flavours of undead. I read too many books. <laughs> Rana would, would know that, um, no, the undead don't necessarily turn people that they 
spite, not in this particular instance. It's more that there's a pervasive evil that sort of saturated the land. And it's, you know, it's something that's in the past of this land has happened okay. and basically causes the dead bodies to rise if certain circumstances happen, as you guys saw with poor Annette. So even if they're injured, as long as um, they, they don't die, they, they're fairly safe. Yeah, I think, think the whites from Game of Thrones, it's, you know, they have to be dead before their bodies can be possessed. I don't know, Jon Snow did a way out of it. Yeah, but he's Jon Snow. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, by the way, for anybody oh, listening. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> Spoilers, man. Yeah. Spoilers. It's too soon. Too soon. Auntie. Um, yeah. It's too soon after, <laughs> after the abomination that was the final series, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we, don't, we don't talk about the final two series of, uh, of Game of Thrones. Absolutely atrocious. Anyway, back to the game. Um, so, you guys still, I say, would have time to move at half speed if you guys are decided. Is there anything else you guys want to check out? I'm, I'm not sure this there's that much more for us to do here. I think we've Not been everywhere outside, haven't we? Nah. So did we actually give any kind of anything about uh, for Inet, or did we literally just finish burying her, then she became undead, and then it all went wrong, and I had yeah, to fight a goblin in a latrine? <laughs> yeah, so technically speaking, no, you hadn't finished that off, and then she sort of clawed her way out. Um, essentially, in the sake of... Well, no, actually, I mean, if you guys want to role play a, a, a funeral for her. that That's, that's you know, she dug her way out so quickly, I think, partly because of all of um, Siliqui's training with uh, sort of concentration and balance and strength. I, I suspect it was that she was undead. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong. Call me crazy. <laughs> I would quite like to do something for Annette but maybe not now maybe when we get back to you know like do something like um, when we get if we go back to well, now is, Port now is not the time mm. to do this yeah. I was going to say you do still have Camp Righteous on your map so if you wanted to come back you, you obviously can do we do mm-hmm. all of these uh, hexagons how many how long will it take to traverse one hexagon Half, is it half so the hexagons are each 10 miles. Okay. Um, wow. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a massive map. So I'm guessing with the the, the jungle, etc., to get to Yelyark is at least a day's travel, isn't it? Yeah, you're not going to make it tonight. Because um, yeah. like I said, even traveling by canoe, because it's half a day, you're only going to travel one, uh, one space. Um, if you travelled at a fast pace, yep. I suppose you could make it, but you'd make it at like night, and because yeah. there's a role associated with the fast travel, there's, yeah. there isn't a guarantee that you would make it. Yeah. Uh, were, were we going to be heading south anyway to try and find yeah. people before we hit Yelp? I York? think so. Yes. I think we should just go south. Right. I think it's probably the safest bet. We're heading after the so- the. Flock of seagulls. A flock of seagulls. <laughs> or whatever they are. Okay. <laughs> flock of gold. Yes. All right, then. <laughs> are we, are we going to go now to get half a day's travel down there, or are we going to... I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think, to be honest, we should probably jump in the boats and go. Yeah. 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 Okay, so... Expediency is the name of the game. So the one trouble that we do also have with that... Um, before you before you move out is knew this would come up yeah who is going where because you have two canoes that can take mm-hmm. three people each and you have seven people plus a chicken um so with the goblins 
how much do they weigh in a sense of would two of them count as one person? Are they, well, they are they had, a small they, creature? Three, three of them on one, didn't they? They're, no, they're counted as medium. Yeah, they're counted, like as, they're counted as medium. I mean, technically, given the fact that they have used the sort of like battle stacks, I suppose you could put one on top of the other. Um, <laughs> Stay, yeah. <laughs> Tie them that way, yep. Or do we just want to take one goblin? The, the, the real question is, is, is do we value the goblins more or less than the barrels of beer? Because the barrel of beer is not dissimilar in weight. To <laughs> that is a good point, actually, as well, yeah. I mean, we could mm. we could we could strap the barrels to the canoe, and they'll as like as outriggers. If we yeah, were smooth. able to take the beer out of the barrel and cut the barrel in half, we could put a goblin in each barrel and tie it onto the boats, and they'd have their own little mini boats that float along. <laughs> okay, is wow. willing to drink nine pints to allow it? <laughs> the the barrels are not massive barrels; they are. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're they're small. They're small kegs. They might be able to like you know, put I don't know maybe like a, a leg in one of them, but I don't think they'd be able half to climb inside. I'm not expecting it to be like a nice luxurious flat. I'm expecting it to be like a one bedroom flat in the centre of London, therefore a cupboard. You know, tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really small. Then this is really not comfortable. Yep, I know. Yep. <laughs> Can't subject goblins to such inhumanity as that. Central London flats, Jesus. You can cook and poo and sleep all at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be above a laundrette as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it uh, will be. Yes. Possibly a kebab shop. Um, what, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to try and try and take everything in one go? Are you going to leave stuff behind? What's, what's... Could we make rafts? Could we make two small rafts that we can attach to the boat? Uh, it's going to all take too long. Right. We bin one of the goblins, we send send him off to do whatever, we uh, we get rid of ball bag and keep gimp. <laughs> which one's ball bag and which one's gimp? Uh ball, ball bag is gore bag and uh, gimp is the chief. Yeah. So uh we'll we'll right, keep the gotcha. chief. Yeah, keep the chief. Um because and that takes it down to six plus a chicken. So we've got a small goblin and a chicken. So if he goes in the boat, if they go in the boat with me <laughs> and um, Undrill, and then the yep. other three in the other boat, would that be okay? How about if we told um, the one, the, the, the non-chief one, make make something up? We say to him, right, you go back, tell your people not to come again, not to mess with us. But we tell him we're going somewhere else and where we're actually going. And let him go. And then he sees us go down the river. No, make sure he goes first. <laughs> and then we uh, go off just so we don't kill him. Totally catfish the goblin. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that or death. All catfish the goblin, you just know. 100%. No, come on, quipper the goblin. Quipper the goblin. <laughs> you, he's suggesting that we use the goblin to, a, to, to, to fish for quippers. We dangle him in the water... And then we pick him up and we pull the quippers <laughs> off and then we dangle him back in the water. We use an oar to knock them all out and then we've got it's, it's dinner for a few days. <laughs> Quipper party. So grim. This seems, this seems fairly evil, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Even for a goblin, this seems... I, I didn't think we were going to be the, mur- the murder hobo group, but maybe I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Simi just stands there glaring, uh, just glaring and just, like, uh, just shaking his head. Okay, so uh, as it stands, we're going to get rid of Gorebag. Yeah, get rid of Gorebag. Send right. him off on a okay. wild goose chase. Percival, you're good at making up stories. How about you tell him a story to go somewhere, and, uh, and then he'll, and then he can go off into the woods, and we can leave without him. I think the best thing to do is just to tell 
tell some sort of white lie with a bit of sweetener on top to get one goblin to go away. And then we take the other one with us as as a sort of mascot. I turn to the goblin chief. Um, I'm not going to repeat everything that we've just said uh, because it seems most yes. pointless. Um, but I will roughly speaking mm-hmm. say, um, yes, um, um, we're going to be hanging on to your chief because, to be honest, we were slightly worried about the whole, you know, you trying to kill us thing. Um, but we mm-hmm. don't want any more violence if we can avoid it. And we don't want to be your long-term enemies. We were going to release you. Um, we'd also like to give you some information mm-hmm. that we think you might find useful. Um, we believe yep. that Yelyark is that distance is about 15 miles to the northwest. Um, if at some point in the future uh, you wish to attack it or you wish assistance um, to attack it, um, uh, we would be potentially interested in helping you uh, for a small share of the treasure. Um, uh, as mm-hmm. there is an item in particular that we think is there that we would desire. Um, so I'll tell him that. Okay, thanks. Uh, the goblin kind of it looks a bit looks a bit curious um, at, at what you're saying, but it seems very eager to leave. He even almost indecently skirts over the message that oh, we're taking your chief. He's literally just kind of like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, as, as long as you're you're letting me free. And you can see Yoko is just is incredibly indignant at the fact that the, this goblin clearly just is just leaving him for dead. Essentially, they don't have a word for thank you. But uh, he says that knowing where Yolark would certainly be advantageous to his tribe. Um, and uh, he says essentially that the goblins will consider it. Okay. Well, I think, I think we're good to go then. So um, so who's going in? Whose canoe is it? Cause we've got I think the doom chicken should go in front as a figurehead. The what chicken? chicken. With a goblin riding it. Po- uh, Polly. The, the yeah. enormous... Doom chicken, po- I think I, called I, called I couldn't remember her name, so in my head it was just doom chicken. Polly. Polly the Doom Chicken. Um, Polly. Polly the Doom Chicken, yes. Um, Polly, Polly the Nightmare Bird um, should go in front, I think. I think uh, she should be in the same um, boat as Zibby because he is bonded to the yes. so, and also he'd feel quite powerful to, you know, he's stood behind her with the head. Yep. <laughs> Can we strap the other goblin uh, to the front of the boat so the other, as the other one? <laughs> Polly's in the boat. So is Polly sitting on essentially Zibby's lap at the front of a boat? Is that what I'm hearing? More or less. Not quite. More or less. She's just at the front, you know, so there's three of them in a boat. At at my feet, I think. Mm -hmm. Can I get an animal handling check for uh, getting her into the boat, please? Really? I thought she she was uh, was cool with all this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. Uh, Animal handling is plus Uh, She is cool with that, but this is something slightly different. Right, okay. um, (laughs) uh, Obviously... um, uh, Andrew's gonna. Un- Andrew's in the boat with me, so she's helping. Oh no! <laughs> uh, roll, roll again. See what happens. Yeah. It can't be any worse, can it? So Andrew's trying to give you a hand with uh, with handling her. Oh, so it's eleven in total. Eleven. Thank you, So yeah, so it's it's not the most comfortable ride. Certainly, uh, Polly looks like she's not exactly happy. But other than you know the odd sort of just squawk at you, she doesn't uh, doesn't pick up much <laughs> of a fuss. It's that dog that hasn't quite worked out how to be restful in the car. Dog. It just kind of keeps, you know, shifting its position. Pacing, sort of like looking out from window to window, yeah. Gim can sit right at the front. I'm not happy with him. He's sitting behind either of us. Uh, so he can sit right at the front. Yep, fair enough. Being pecked occasionally by, uh, by Polly. And then the other three of you, you release the other goblin. Uh, he basically 
goes to run off, but just just before he leaves, he gives Percival something like it's tricky to tell exactly what emotion it is, but you could swear, Percival, that it's sort of a disgusted look. <laughs> and he looks back at Rana and just sort of just chuckles and then just runs off. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> hey, he's obviously read some of my books. Good chap. You get the slight impression, Percival, that there might be some in joke there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, upon hearing the uh, the comment about Percival's books, um, Rana has to make uh, a Constitution saving throw, which she <laughs> fails. So we lose we we, lo- we lose two minutes as Rana laughs uncontrollably into his hands. Uh, story. Um, Rana, are you okay? <laughs> Rana, Rana just wheezes in a sort of like vaguely asthmatic sounding way and just flaps his hand weakly <laughs> in Sil's direction but doesn't say anything. You okay, Rana? One hand on his knee as he's doubled over just waving. He's like, uh, fine. Rana, you... Uh, I've not heard him laugh before. Rana, Rana... I was going to say, this is probably the who, most emotion you've seen from him. <laughs> Rana says, who is who is in the second canoe? Uh, you are, I am, and and uh, Percival. And, and Percival? Yes. Yes. Rana insists categorically that he will not sit behind Percival and will get very irate with anyone that suggests that he has to. (laughs) Zippy, I know you want to be in the same boat as Anthel, which I totally understand, Um, but would you mind having Percival? Could you not sit in front of Percival? No, no, I'm happy to sit in front of Percival. Absolutely fine. Under no circumstances will I sit behind him. Um, do you want me? Do you want me to go between the two of you, Rana? Do I have any indication as why this might be? Roll me an insight. <laughs> okay. Rana, would you want to um, go in front of me, and then I'll go in the middle and and put um, Percival right. behind me. At least I can't hear him as much from behind. Rana says this is a good idea. Uh, and, and Rana is happy to sit at the front of the boat. Twelve, just straight twelve. Yeah, tw- straight twelve. Uh, yeah, you you can't put two and two together. Just Rana seems to be doubling up at something, and it's kind of like you're kind of like looking around for some sign of what he might be laughing at, but there's just you can't you can't put your finger on it. Fair enough. All right, so I don't know if you heard that, but basically, Siliqui spoke to Rana. Siliqui's going to go in the middle. Rana's going to go at the front of the boat, mm-hmm. and Percival's behind at the back. Cool, cool. Sorry, Percival. I know I didn't ask you if you don't if you wouldn't mind sitting there. You know, but... I, c- I can't help feeling like I've done something with Rana. You know, it's not it's not like it's the first time that somebody's wrongly accused me of doing something. A few years Percival, back, I was are you, are you... Uh, wrong, wrongly imprisoned. What? Imprisoned? What happened? I was imprisoned in a large facility on the Sword Coast after it was claimed I murdered somebody in cold blood. Shocking. Really was How long was you I, incarcerated for? Well, I, I did actually manage to uh, uh, convince the corrupt warden to allow me some privileges after helping him with his accounts. Only armed with a tiny rock hammer, I tunnelled out of that hell hole. To this day, I suspect they still think I did it. Of course I didn't. It sounds like you've <laughs> lived a very um, dangerous life, Percy. Are you feeling a little bit picked on? You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Do you need some sympathies, Percival? No, no. Hey there, Percival. 
Did you leave a picture of a uh, picture of yourself over the hall? <laughs> you would have thought I would have done, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, if you guys are travelling, we have yourselves a merry band with their marching order. So, first off, who is going to be navigator? Would you like it to be the goblin, or would you like it to be Rana? Or it could be, or it could be anybody else. You know, this is it, isn't it? Is there any chance we could have? Holly. Is there, is there a chance that we could have a goblin as navigator in one boat and Rana as the other navigator, navigator in the other boat? The but other actually, boat. that way, basically, we let the goblin navigate, but ask Rana if he thinks he's correct every time he makes a decision to turn. Uh, so the thing is, the, the thing is, you're you're effectively describing there is helping each other, which gives you advantage, which Rana already has because he's still in the section of the jungle that I deem to be yeah. his sort of stomping ground. So Rana has advantage, and he's got us lost fifty percent of the time. <laughs> Look, the dice, the dice giveth and the dice taketh away. Okay, I can't help that. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. I think the dice taketh away. I'm not sure about the giveth at all. <laughs> I haven't had any givers yet. So, so we can't have uh, yeah. so so we can't have super advantage or something. Yeah, that's kind of that's unfortunately that is kind of how that works. Is it it is ten, is under the yeah. actual rules of the game? I can't actually give you super advantage. Um, I can't exactly give you. <laughs> Should be a thing. I I can't exactly give you extra bonuses. Or well, I suppose I could give you. Mm. Hang on, let's see. Let's see what his intelligence is. Hold on. Uh, oh, not high. I imagine. Probably not, but Who's let's find out what it is anyway. Talking about the goblin. Yeah, the goblin. Yeah. Oh, it's a plus zero. Yep. No, you're not. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, let's be let's be generous. I'll give you a plus two to your check, and um, on top of your other bonuses, Rana. And what I would like you guys to do is first: uh, Are you going to travel at uh, at a fast pace, or are you going to travel at a normal speed? Shall we have a democracy and put our hands up to a vote? What speed shall we go? <laughs> I think fast. I vote fast. Rana? Fast, agreed. Holly? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fast. All right, then. Let's, <laughs> Thank you, let's, let's rock and roll. Well, Rana would know. Mm -hmm. Right, then. Navigator, make me a survival roll. Okay, that is 17. Is it with advantage? Or? I can. Uh, I have advantage because I'm a native. Uh, so still 17. 17. is pretty good. Still 17. Yeah. So unfortunately, because you're moving at a fast pace, you get lost. Oh, oh my god. <sighs> 17. <laughs> wow. I oh god, I hate this jungle. This is the problem with the uh, with the fast paces. You might yeah. you might travel faster, but you you increase the likelihood of traveling in the wrong direction. Mhm. Mm okay, your vigor is rewarded, however, so you do manage to move at a at a fairly quick lick up the river. Just in the wrong direction. You just have to work out now where you're going. <laughs> You move with blinding speed, northeast, <laughs> directly into the jungle. So, like, it's really canoeing along. It's all like, hang on, this river has got it's really dirty all of a sudden. It's all like just canoeing beneath the trees. It's all like, huh? Rana, can I ask? Do you have hair that's in front of your eyes? 
dreads or anything that are covering your eyes or impairing your vision in any way. Rana has stylish headband of pink dinosaur leather. Is it pushing his hair out of the way? Yes. Okay. Doing an emo flick. <laughs> pink is colour of man in Rana's tribe. <laughs> it's very manly. It looks lovely, Rana. The day passes. You travel, uh, you travel along the river. It's difficult to notice very much along the riverbanks. The rain pouring down is still quite heavy rain. So it is kind of obscuring anything that might be, you know, sort of flitting back and forth on the, uh, the riverbanks. Um, but the day passes generally, uneventfully. You travel upriver. Um, and Rana, you notice the land's sort of gradually going up. The river doesn't necessarily get get any faster, but what you're noticing is that the number of tributaries coming into the river at this point are cutting off, which means that you're actually you're following the river with what you think is fairly accurate direction, though difficult to know which way south is with the sun missing from the sky, obscured by the clouds. You manage to find a suitable place to camp out for the night, and... I do realise that the actual the order in which you guys are doing, you will need to be on watch with Percival for the first hour because Annette is now down. Zibby could probably sit for the first hour and then do the last shift without uh, without causing himself any problems, couldn't he? Uh, you'd be only sleeping for four hours, though, Zibby, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're human, oh, okay. aren't you? Uh, yes. So in that case, which yes, I think that's the because that's the yeah that's that's the trouble. I can always with... do it on my own. That's not necessarily an issue. Well, I suppose technically Percival could take the shift on his own. I suppose because actually now that I think about it, yeah. you guys are already filled out as best you as best yeah. you can really. To be honest, yeah. well, it, we knew that we would have to get yeah. to this point at some point mm. anyway. If you see what I mean. I will also set up a rain catcher as well. We'll make sure to set yep. up the rain catchers mm-hmm. just to make a note that that has happened. Of course. Um, can I mm-hmm. like yep. can I like set snares to catch food overnight to catch like little possums and stuff like that? Can I set some snares around the camp? Critter. Yeah, critters. Uh, or... Sure. Sure. Roll me a, a survival check because <laughs> you're you're proving how uh, how very good you are at survival. <laughs> um, oh, good lord. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I was going to say, can Zibby um, <clears throat> offer some assistance? Uh, yeah. Sure. Make that. Make that with advantage. Um, thirteen. <laughs> Mildly better. Okay. Um, <laughs> you managed to catch yourself a couple of critters um, overnight. Managed to manage to drop into your swiftly made snares. You managed to get yourself two days' rations out of that. Cool. Okay, I've added that to my total. But I will also mm-hmm. minus one from it as well, because we've got another day. So I'll functionally make oh, yeah. it one. So mm-hmm. how many have we got now on the rushes? That, uh, is, a, that is a good point, because you guys have... Everyone's down one. Yeah. Yeah, so down down one on mm-hmm. food oh, and insect repellent, because the day has passed. Did, did Gimp carry any rations on him? I assume he'd have some... He'd have at least a day or two's rations on his person, would he? He would have had a couple of days. If you made the searches when they were all unconscious, so I kind of assumed you'd taken them off him. I suppose we would have left him with nothing on him, wouldn't we? If it, so you know, he's not going to hurt us. Before. Yeah, you would initially have taken everything off of him um, of worth before you decided what to do with him. I'll, 
I'll give the the juiciest jungle scorpion that I caught. Um, I will give to the goblin because I'm not a fan of scorpions. Okie dokie. Mm. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> Who is right? Too spicy. I have noted that on my ration, so my rations are basically level because I fed myself and the goblin. Uh, Can you make sure you break off the poison sting uh, before you hand it to him, just in the case stinger. he tries to use it as a weapon in some way? But the sting is the best bit. But if he doesn't eat it, he could hurt us. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> busy. It's a bit that gives you the psychedelics. Okay, right. Yeah. Rana, um. Rana breaks off the stinger um, and and passes the uh, the brained. Um, I'm just gonna try and remember the Latin name. I can't remember. Softy legged. Can't remember. Anyway, the uh, scorpion to the um, scorpion to the goblin and says uh, dinner. Ah, excellent. He's making a gesture that's sort of like it's like a bow, but he's he's clearly he's it's more of just a, a jerk of the head. That might be some sort of like attempt at a thank you. Uh, Rana thinks it's best not to acknowledge this because he gets the feeling that the goblin isn't used to this sort of stuff. Um, so Rana just pretends uh, he doesn't. He doesn't acknowledge the thank you. He just carries on like nothing's happened. Mm. All right then. As I said, the night passes pretty much uneventfully. Uh, the most that you guys uh, notice as the as the night passes is that the downpour of the day slowly fades away and when the sun comes up you find that you now have just a light rain grazing the treetops Chult still is just unbelievably warm like the humidity is still just sort of clinging to you in the air but you wake up and i believe you guys will be wanting to travel again is that correct yep i mm -hmm. think so yep do we want keep to go and keep following the river Shall we go a bit slower this time? Yeah. Um, I think we'd still go fast because we don't know we're lost yet. True. Do we? Technically. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Let's all be the I mean, we, we don't know we're lost, so I think we have to, until we discover we're lost, <laughs> I don't think, I think we have to keep yeah. going fast. I think if you, yeah. if you live by the sword, you should rightly die by it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need to just, I think we should just, we should just keep on going. Uh, because I'm going to ace this survival roll. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll chuck you in the river. Well, that's the that's the thing. You guys have decided you're going to go at a fast pace. In the light of the day, Rana, what you notice is that by... I'm going to say, uh, out of game, by sheer dumb luck, you guys went the right way. And <laughs> at this point on the river, I had already decided that the tributaries would have started getting small enough that there is no way to get lost by moving off of the river now. The river is just one continuous river. Because while, you know, the, the whole, you know, you can get lost on a river because there are a bunch of tributaries, that was getting a bit old. So at a certain point further up towards the source of a river, it, it would just get to a point where there aren't that many tributaries running into it anymore. Not entirely sure if that's accurate. There might be a geologist in the future at some point listening to me say that and just going, oh, God, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Stop talking, Greg. God. <laughs> but that's I'm my gonna, ruling. I'm quietly ignoring uh, my geography degree from King's College and saying nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, yes, please, Greg, please yes. educate me. Is that is that is that actually how um, that works or am I just getting that horribly to, wrong? Not in... Um, I did specialise in river catchment systems, but mm. <laughs> roughly speaking, 
You're just saying that, surely. <laughs> I had a guy in my degree who wrote a dissertation on the spatial and temporal placement of seating in nightclubs because it related to space and time and therefore was geography. So there is no telling the absolute <sighs> wow. nonsense that people can write. 10,000 word peer review dissertations on is madness. Um, oh. Limey. I can't quite believe it. When I was at uni, I was able to take a entire unit on Doctor Who. Every week, there's different episodes of Doctor yep. Who, we talk about what was going on, and to do it could be race, it could be all sorts. Of- Absolutely mad. It's art universities for you guys. Yeah, on Doctor that Who, is- and he'd come to class dressed in Doctor Who, uh, like Dicky Bowie, go for the Matt Smith. He didn't like Did he really? Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. wept. He yeah. is massive um, Sylvester McCoy uh, fan, and in fairness, Madness. I had a choice for about twenty topics, and that was the more fun one. Oh. <laughs> we got to watch episodes of Doctor Who, so it wasn't so bad. In, but yeah, yeah, the only problem yeah. is you got to watch the episodes with Sylvester McCoy in. So uh, well, no, we got to, to watch some other ones as well. We got yeah. to watch a lot of the new ones as well, but it's still just like with, what the hell are we do with like? rivers. <laughs> it's it's wildly variable. It generally it depends on. The river will be at the lowest point, and then its catchment will be the areas up until the highest point where the next valley starts. And the number is, of- is it not in general mm. that rivers are skinny at the top and fat at the bottom? Yes, essentially. <laughs> but the number of the number of tributaries mm. that you have going into it, to a degree, it, it more depends on the shape of the land on, either side. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because if you've got lots landscape of if, and if you've got like lots of rippled sort of valleys on the sides then you'll have many tributaries because every little valley will have its own little stream for example Mm -hmm. whereas if it's just Mm -hmm. a big flat valley it will all just percolate down into the river see geography turn Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's not just coffee guys Uh, and then it will be a river so if it's (laughs) it would probably be to be honest like if I was going to look at the map I would say there would be loads of tributaries Mm -hmm. coming down from the Mistcliff Mountains and there would be functionally bugger all in between the two rivers or to the east so there would be loads of tributaries mm. coming down one side yeah. um but it would probably yeah. tail off because the distance to the mountains is further at camp righteous so yeah, yeah. i think what greg mm. said is probably roughly speaking accurate all right okay just aware that this is not my area of expertise and i just <laughs> the the thought of you guys just constantly getting lost all the time despite <laughs> all the bonuses that brana has <laughs> We, we are doing very well. Absolutely. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> my decision on this point is that if following the river is what you want to do, then you know roughly where you are and you will be able to follow it without accidentally going off to the wrong tributary. Thank the um, gods for that. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I will just move you up to the token layer and by sheer dumb luck, you guys move to here. Excellent. Hooray for dumb so luck. <laughs> I think we should, we should continue traveling this day at a fast pace as well. Um, can we also keep an eye out for the the flock of of clerics? Of course, flock of, flock of clerics. <laughs> yes, I've kind of been assuming that this was this was what you guys would be doing anyway. So, well, don't forget as well. If we're um, if we're just in a boat traveling, uh, so Rana's not fighting anything. He could always wild shape into a bird and fly ahead of us to see if he can see anything for directions. He's actually going to fly anyway. Um, and look I don't to make think sure he can turn the right into something direction. flying just yet. Oh no, he can't. Can no, it? not yet. It could climb yeah. into a monkey. I mean, it could turn a into a dodo, but but it's useless. <laughs> um, could he <laughs> climb a tree as a monkey? So he go right it to turn top? him into an axe beak. 
Um, yeah, probably could climb the tree as a monkey if you wanted to. Um, I can turn into a great ape or a spider. That's and a, a lot heavier than I thought was. Yeah, <laughs> but basically something that could go high enough in the tree canopy without if bending. I was wondering whether he'd be able to see if you know a directions but better, and b if he can see any sign of other boats or anything. There are a couple of different factors um, impacting how I view the traveling portion of this at the minute, because in yeah. general, it does yeah. seem a bit infuriating um, to be <laughs> constantly rolling every day to find out whether you guys are lost. However, the fact does remain that while you guys are still new to the land, you would have the potential of getting lost literally every other day because it is just it's thick jungle. Yeah. There aren't that many landmarks to really orientate yourself from. The traveling section of this, I think I need to I need to have a have a bit of a think and review maybe how I keep running this going forward because it is realistic, but it is also slowing up the whole game um, a yeah. bit. Super I think. Would you, yeah. Would you think? Yeah. Would you? I, I think. Would you? Would you guys agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, mm. we, want it, we don't want to just speed through the game so fast, but at the same time, no, um, no, no. yeah, the, the bit. Well, yeah, exactly. What we're doing? We're in a boat. What we're doing? We're still in a boat. Did we mm. see anything? No. Yeah. Rinnebo. <laughs> well, uh, on the subject of what you're doing with the day, you guys are travelling at a fast pace up the river, uh, as you are actually going upstream. And you're about sort of afternoon, not quite evening yet, sort of maybe around three o'clock or so, when you round a corner of the river and you spy up ahead what looks unmistakably like a makeshift dock area on the eastern side of the river western mm -hmm. side of the river sorry I've got my east and my west mixed up again so it's the safe side as opposed to zombie side mm -hmm. Yep. through the foliage you can yeah. see uh, that up from the river up a not a built path but a clearly a sort of a well trodden path there is a crude timber fortification a walled compound with watchtowers and what appear to be potentially tents inside the palisade. Ooh. You guys have moved down to here now. And I am going to switch you over to the map so that you can see what this looks like. You see on the riverbank, there is a set of boats tied up and moored on the shore. Are you guys sort of mooring up as well to go and investigate this? I don't see a reason why we shouldn't investigate it. I mean, we could trade, there might be... I mean, it could be filled with zombies, but it's it's worth it's worth looking. Shall we have two people that, that kind of hang back slightly to keep up the rear, making sure no, nothing comes from anywhere else, but also following the other guys? So, you know, basically a formation. Hmm? Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think our friend Gimp should probably be in the middle. Fair enough. Protect him at all costs. <laughs> so who's going first then? I'll, I'll go at the back of the party. I'm happy to go like at the back with mm -hmm. uh, with Gimp in front. Percival, you're brave. Uh, Did you want to go up the front? Thank you for noticing, Siliqui. <laughs> Did you want to take the lead and, and go first? Of course. I would expect nothing less. Headaches. I'm going to pop you down. So you say uh, it's it's hastily built. So the so the area behind you, if you turn around, that is 
that is the sort of harbour area. And it literally is just composed of a stick in the ground and the boats are just tied onto it with some rope. So it's not like, it's not an actual harbour. It's just, it's where the boats happen to have been left. Um, can, can we actually see what is going on Well, in front of us? Uh, can we see if there's like anybody there? Yeah, so if you guys have a look around, you guys should be able to see that you are next to this uh, makeshift docking area for the for the boats. I just mm. need to add Undril and Yoka. Did you say you were leaving Yoka just near the um, somewhere in the middle, wasn't uh, it? near the boats? Well, we'll keep keeping him behind us, but oh, and Polly, I suppose as well. What's what's happening with Polly? Polly being left <laughs> in the boat. Um, <laughs> can we tie her up against the, with the yeah, boats? Yeah, I've, I've left. I've left her a, a more sort of. Um, drive meat yeah. to eat. Goblin. So, uh, <laughs> Morsel of goblin to eat. And uh, no, point, point it out the goblin I've... and go, if he moves, peck him. <laughs> no, Gimp's okay. coming with us, I think. Yeah, I think Gimp should come with us. Bus, he might be yeah. useful. Well, he might steal the boat and bugger off. Okay, he is, yeah. he is currently behind you, um, Rana. Um, I can move him up if you prefer him to be in front of you. Rana, I think if you keep an eye, keep an eye on Gimp, um, make sure you keep him out of trouble. Zippy, if you want to um, take the rear and um, to keep an eye to make sure nothing follows us, Rana, if you um, watch this uh, Gimp the Goblin thing. What's going to follow us? I don't know. Anything could come up from the outside. Who knows? Quippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as you get off, um, you are close enough that there are two human guards on the outpost that hail you and call out to you. What are you doing in this area? Hello. Um, we're, we're looking for some uh, clerics. I don't suppose you've seen any come through, have you? I suppose you could say we are. We have some clerics here. You have clerics. This land belongs to the Order of the Gauntlet. Who are you? Ah. Yeah, we're, we've, we've just... Andrew, I can hear and Percy yes. talking to people. Is it worth you going up ahead as well to see if you recognise anyone? Also, you know what Percy's like. He'd probably get us into more trouble. So um, you've probably got a little bit more what? to decorum to uh, talk to people. <laughs> no offence, Percival. It's just Andrew Andrew's better at, at this kind of thing. <laughs> no offence, taken, Soliloquy. I just know you're Ooh. wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, blimey. Shots, shots fired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was being nice to you earlier. <laughs> so, with the guards sort of shouting out that this is the area under the protection of the Order of the Gauntlet, um, Undril steps forward and calls up to the guard that uh, I am I am Undril Silvertusk, or the Priest of Tear. I have missives for the commander of the Order of the Gauntlet. Let us in. The guard immediately recognises the name Undril and he sort of yells back, to people you can't see that they should open up the gates as the uh, the clerics finally arrived and ahead of you you hear this this creaking and groaning that eventually results in the gate opening up which I will just facilitate now so you should now be able to walk on up into the gates if you wish to Undril certainly sort of marches on up and demands of the guard where to find the commander he calls down to say that uh, commander breakbrone is in the large tent right ahead so as you come in the large tent he indicates is this one over here 
Uh, Rana and Siliqui, so, uh, what are you guys doing? You guys are still back at the boats at the minute, from what I can see. I was thinking that I would have been sort of somewhere in the middle. Basically, I can hear Percy. I'm there if I need to intervene in some way because Percy's put his foot in it. <laughs> Such a terrible viewpoint of him. Terrible. Um, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna motion to Yoka um, to uh, walk in front of me, and then I will approach the gate. Um, and as I approach the gate, I'll call out to the guards, and I'll say, uh, "May my servant come inside." And, motion to the goblin they have a look down and initially they are a little a little dubious at the fact that you're bringing in a literal goblin to their camp but once they spot the bonds on his on his hands and realize that he's not just a free roaming goblin so to speak they sort of say yeah very well make sure he causes no trouble lord knows we need we need none of that right now i'll say to yocker and goblin um, guards on the gates um very frightened of you intimidated make sure not to scare them too much or cause too much trouble and, and I'll make sure I catch some more scorpions for you later and then I'll move up towards the gate there's a bit of a bromance going on between uh, Gimp and uh, Rana <laughs> <laughs> it's a blossoming friendship what are you talking about um, <laughs> special connection if you yeah, if you don't fight the guards, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a scorpion later. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it's enlightened self-interest, isn't it? Um, yes. So yeah, I'll do that. And on the assumption, yeah, if Yoko if Yoko wants to yeah stay in front of me or behind me or whatever, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he will just yeah he will just follow you up, just kind of spitting just before he comes in, and you see him just shoot the guard a filthy look, but with his hands bound, there's not a lot he can do in the way of threatening. Um, he just kind of has to accept his position here. The camp that you see inside, the fact that you have what looks to be a far more robust, you know, practical, defendable location for the Order of the Gauntlet is somewhat undermined once you get into the camp. The camp is quite honestly looking quite squalid. As you can sort of see to your left, there are areas where the palisade itself looks fairly strong, but because they've built it up on a, on a hill, it doesn't appear like they've got a very good drainage system so you've got you've got little pools of looks like stagnant fetid water that's just been allowed to accumulate there's a general sort of smell in the air it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is but for those of you with something of a uh, uh, medicinal background it just sort of it smells of of disease of disuse um, and in the pools of water, you can see that there is just a multitude of small buzzing insects are just just droning around and are clearly sort of mating and reproducing in this not exactly a cesspool, but it's not far off. Nice. To the left of the gate, there appears to be a paddock of sorts with four goats. You know, they're not fantastically well uh, well bred. They look a little bit on the scrawny side. There's here and there the odd soldier, and you can see that there are guards up on the towers. Um, but in general, the camp actually has a bit of a sort of destitute kind of feeling to it. Like, it's not at full capacity right now. There is just, as I say, that just general sense of, you know, decay on the air. Undrill, having been pointed in the direction of the tent, of course, marches straight on over 
to the tent in question. Are you guys going to follow, or do you want to have a have a look around yes. or interact with anybody? Yep. Um, I'm going to I'm going to follow into the tent with Andrew. De definitely okay. following over. I am going to I'm going to watch the outside of the tent just in case shit goes down. And I will. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Um, I'm not sure that uh, a, a goblin will be welcome in the tent. Um, so I'm going to go and explore yes. with Yoka. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go over to the goat pen over here mm -hmm. and because I like animals with Yoka and mm -hmm. we're going to admire the goats this does sound oddly like a developing relationship you just yeah. sort of you've, you've promised him some food you've taken him to a goat <laughs> farm he's taken his goblin to the pet no. yeah. <laughs> you said did you would show me the goats anyway um you singing disney songs over back there. at <laughs> it does sound really like Copy. <laughs> copyright, copyright, copyright. Just sitting on a little carpet together, sort of going, I'm I will show you in well. a really goblin voice. <laughs> I will show you. But, but the thing is, because the language is different, it won't be like, oh, it, it will be like, I will pillage you the world, I will help you burn everything. <laughs> um, anger, anger, stab, stab, stab. You know. <laughs> Please give me three severed fingers. You know, eat this heart, then we'll decide. You know, it's, it's going to be a completely, a completely rejigged version. Um. That'd be brilliant. Disney for goblins. As Indra marches on into uh, into the command tent, you are greeted by the sight of a man who looks up from a map and just sort of almost like a reflection of the camp. He's got a slightly mad stare to him. Um, he is described as a... Oh, I can't even pronounce that word. Um, Chon, Chondathan? Chondathan human? I don't even know what that's supposed oh, to Chondathan. be. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. never mind. It's, it, Chondathan, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know what type of... I actually don't know what type of ethnicity that's going to be. Um, uh, it's quite dark-skinned, I think. Dark-skinned? Yeah, they're um, a bit sort of... Um, Chondathan, like slender, tawny skin. Like Eastern European. Tawny skin folk with brown hair that ranges oh, almost blonde, almost black. Most of tall, most of tall okay. have green or brown eyes. The traits are hardly universal. Uh, humans of Chondathan descent dominate the central lands of Faerun around the inner sea. They seem to be referred to as standard generic Caucasian fantasy race. What's that, Chondathan? Standard Chondathan. generic Caucasian. All right, so standard... Okay, so this gentleman, uh, he looks up at you, Watch and again, he has this sort of... He has this slightly disheveled look about him. You know, it's it's a little bit difficult to see how this man is supposed to, you know, lead men into battle. He's kind of got... He's got a bit of a five o'clock shadow going on around his chops. He's a, he's a man that looks like he usually keeps himself well-groomed and, you know, has has clothes that look like they're supposed to fit well and be quite decorative. But everything looks like it's kind of gone to seed a bit. You know, there's there's mud patches. There's, as I say, there's the slightly bedraggled look of his uh, state of his hair. And he looks up as a man sort of fairly preoccupied and just says, Yes? Who, who are you? What do you want? Ah, uh, um... Good afternoon. You're, um, what? What is he? Is he a? Uh, the guard called him the like commander. Captain or commander? Oh yes, I remember. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, good afternoon, commander. Um, I'd, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is 
Percival Silverlight, I'm sure you've heard of me. Uh, may I introduce to you um, Undril Silvertask? Uh, we have been tasked with delivering Undril uh, in a safe capacity uh, to the camp further upstream. Um, unfortunately, further downstream, isn't it? Yes, whatever. Mm. Um, I slightly. <laughs> I, I know. Um, so yes. he lightly elbows Percival in a. Come on, get it right. Sort of, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think it matters massively. Anyway, Camp Righteous, um, we we are here to help in any way that we can. Undro, Undro Silvertusk. Oh, excellent, excellent, Undro. It's wonderful to meet you. We've we have been uh, waiting some time. Um, as as, uh, as as you can see, we've uh, well, we've uh, we've we've started started our mission. Undro herself, uh, she went into something of a something of a kneel when Commander first addresses her, but sort of quickly gets back up again and says, uh, Sir, I've come to join the Order, and I have the missives here from... Uh, from Where are they from? Oh, God, it would, it would have been really good if I'd actually looked all of this up beforehand. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry. Baldur's Gate, that's the one. I have the missives from Baldur's Gate for you. And she hands over her satchels. With a very satisfied look on her face, you know, it's job well done, as she has stuck to her word. As we say, we've we discovered the camp was uh, was destroyed. How how fares the order here in uh, Camp Righteous? Breakbone introduces you to the camp. It is their fallback camp from the disaster that was uh, that was Camp Righteous. This is now they have christened it Camp Vengeance. He fills in and essentially confirms for you guys what uh, what Yoka had told you about the attack on Camp Righteous. Just one night, there was an attack of the undead that had been something of an unprecedented disaster for the Order of the Gauntlet. And before we knew it, they were just... They were everywhere. Commander Vimes gave the order for the retreat just before he was mobbed by, by, a, by a horde of the, the undead things. And... Well, me and about, uh, I think it was about 60 or so of our people managed to escape by boat. And we set up the camp here. I've done my best, set up some watchtowers. But I'll be honest with you, this, this is not my kind of warfare. My kind of warfare, you give me, you give me battle lines and walls to take. And I'm the man for you. But, but this creeping jungle, it's just... It's not... He sort of takes a breath to calm himself and just says, It's been a, a difficult start, to say the least. Yes. Yes, you did know that you were going to the jungle, didn't you? Well, I mean, yes, of course we went to the jungle. But, you know, when they when they told us about it at Baldur's Gate, we made it sound like, you know, savages of the jungle would be, you know, brought to heel fairly quickly. Savage zombies savage zombies of course zippy pipes and says i don't think i don't think it's the locals you need to worry about it's the dead ones you need to worry about yes yes of course that's that's what i mean the dead the 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 the, the undead vermin that are just uh, all over these jungles the goblins with their oh, their bloody ambushes it's just one disaster after another Yes, yes. How's how's your navigation? <laughs> Not bad, actually. Don't don't worry. Don't but worry. I can but I can see the but I can see the sun. 
I can sometimes point you north. Good to know. <laughs> I may have a job for you later. Anyway, so please, tell, tell us more about uh, how you managed to get here. Well, as I say, we've managed to retreat to this area. And we're able to, you know, uh, set up a much more practical defence. I'm sure you saw as you came in, we got ourselves the, you know, uh, standard spikes and a moat. Oh, well, be it a dry moat. Set up around the around the palisade. Always need a moat. And we've got a couple of patrols going out regularly to sort of survey the area. Uh, but to be honest, my two lieutenants, Firebeard and Selhana, they deal with with most of those issues. I I mainly I'm I'm here to you know to come up with the plans, you know, to to think, you know. Eventually, eventually, I'll I'll, I'll come up with with a plan for for pressing onwards. But it's good that you guys have found us. You see, we have got two two problems, which... How did you get here, by the way? We came by boat. Ah, excellent. You came by boat. Fantastic. So, you see, I have every thanks for bringing us Undral and the missives. If you could... And he sort of reaches down behind the desk and pulls out a similar satchel that's about twice the size of the satchel Undral just gave him. If you could take these with a thunk he puts them on top of the maps and stuff back to Portney and Zaro along with the the six soldiers we have this is of course you know of utmost importance the soldiers are well they're suffering from some sort of jungle disease they need healing that we just we aren't well equipped to provide just now if you give me two days I can heal your soldiers two days Two days, you can heal them. Aye. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Zibi, before making promises, did you want to go and see somebody injured or ill just to see if it's something that you can do in case uh, they've got some kind of curse or something on them? What are you What are you whispering back there? <laughs> oh, nothing. It was, um, I just remembered I was trying to think of a word for something um, a few hours ago and um, I just remembered it and I just reminded Zibi, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Carry on. Smooth. Very, very strange to just up anyway. Still, with uh, with your help, what kind of... Do you have magical powers, I assume, I take it? Or, or experience with healing? Aye, well, the big man Thor seems fit to grant me his blessing. Surely Andril can help with some of this as well. I'm sure she can. She can, uh, she can cast um, Lesser Restoration at least once. I'm guessing probably twice. Yeah, I'd imagine because you said you said you got three spell slots that you can use rest restoration for. Was that with the pearl of power? Is that right? Well, in that case, between the two of us, we could we could heal them all today. Yeah. Oh blimey! Because I've got the, um, the pearl of power, which means I can restore an extra slot. So, so. second level, three slots, less the restoration. But Zippy, did you want to make sure as well, just in case it all goes wrong, and actually the I don't know, they do something bad to us or say something goes wrong and you need to hear any of us. It's only because we've all almost died so many times already. Um, but do you think it's worth saving at least one spell to at least make someone survive? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take um uh, <laughs> outside just for a second and say <laughs> are, they, are they usually like this? He says this to Percival. Lesser restoration is for diseases, etc. If we stay here for the night we should be fine. Any injuries, I can still heal those for you. Not a problem. But these men need help. I'm going to give it to them. 
Well, that, that seems fair enough, especially if they're not afflicted by, like, being undead or something. And um, that seems like a, a reasonable thing, especially if they are, they're good men and they need help. I understand. I promised, I promised to make sure they're not turning into zombies before I heal them. Okay, yeah, because um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, you, if I, I got a thing about uh, uh, zombies that they... It creeped me out. Some people don't like spiders. Um, I just find zombies a bit unsettling. I just don't like the undead. Mm, they walk funny, <laughs> and you can never quite tell where they're going. You 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 can't dodge them if they if they walk in different sudden directions. It's like what's that about? To be honest, love, <laughs> I'm not particularly keen on the undead either. They're a bit whiffy on the old nose, if you know what I mean. They hurt my nose so much. As a monk, I have really heightened senses that I have worked on for a long time. And now I don't drink. Um, I've got better taste buds and a better sense of smell. And by God, the smell. Oh, it's worse than Percival's ass. Pardon? You word. <laughs> you word. It's not worth it. <laughs> so, uh, so with with that, CB ducks back inside the tent with uh, with Andrew and Commander Skanky Face, whatever his name is. Uh, Breakbone. Yeah, you, you mean you you haven't memorized the name of the person that I've put so much effort into creating and and bringing into this world for you? Well, come on, we forgot you was a commander a minute ago. I, I'm not sure you introduced him. You know, we we were just a little bit like downtrodden at the moment that everybody dies. So. You know, we're just a bit pessimistic <laughs> at getting too attached to people. <laughs> it's like, I, no, I don't want a new friend. <laughs> just going to end up dying. <laughs> just going to die on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing Commander still wants us to take his uh, his letters off to Portney and Zaro, though. Yes, if you've, if you've come by boat, you would be the most well-equipped to deliver these. And of course, you know, as... Uh, well, you are now under my command. Then you know it's 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 best that we set up the communication back with Baldur's Gate. Yes, 